The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. So many people start living out of their flesh. They're so consumed by what's around them. And they don't learn to utilize that spirit that's on the inside of them. Your spirit is full of power. You have to get born again, first of all. That's number one. Your spirit needs to be recreated, regenerated. But watch this. Not in your own strength, in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then you start learning to live out of your spirit. You don't learn to live out of your flesh. Because you're going to come up short. The Spirit of God is not in your flesh and out there in the world. He's inside of your spirit. Okay? And this is why Jesus said, My words are spirit. Yes, amen. And they are life. And that's why you've got to spend time in that word. Because it feeds your spirit. That's where you start living from you function from that you don't function out of your flesh there's no power in the flesh mm-hmm. there's absolutely no power in the flesh i find christians are trying to live out of their own strength time and time again and god says you're not going to do this by your own power you're not going to do this in your own in your own might but by my Spirit, yes, says the Lord. We need to learn how to live out of the Spirit. That's why I get on your case. Because I know some of you is not going to get it. When I tell you, read your word. If I tell you, read your chapter, you need to hear it from me. If you don't hear it from me, I guarantee you, your flesh is going to dominate. You're not going to, because you don't see the value in it. But, yeah, we are a witness tonight how this man is just overflowing. That's a witness. That's a testimony of how powerful the word is. He's reading two chapters a day and it's overflowing. Now, the same applies to me. I was spending quality time reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. It's not a you magazine you're reading. It's spiritual words that you're reading. The Holy Ghost is always eager to talk to you. He's always eager to communicate with you. He's always eager to build you up and make you strong. He's always eager to do those things. But he can't do it if you're not feeding your spirit. He cannot do it, you see. And that's something that the church must understand. Now, because of that, I was spending time reading and reading and reading. And I put myself in a position where I can hear the spirit of God. And he can talk to me and he can guide me and he can tell me word for word, quote this scripture first, go and tell that story next and so forth and so on. And that is how I can convey my messages over to you that I get from him. But it's really not me at all. It's the Holy Ghost talking to you. Understand? Hey, Angela, welcome. Yes, Lord. I'll just cut, I'll just cut that part out. <laughs> Amen. Let's just open up in a word of prayer. Father, we are so grateful to you. We need you. We need you. And you know that we need you. Now, uh, you know, you and I, we've had a chat about this message earlier. But for the sake of them that are hearing me tonight, I pray again. And I thank you, Father, for your help. And I want you to talk to them the way you talk to me. And I want you to convey this message across to them the way you, con- you convinced me. And I want them to be able to see it the way I saw it. So in other words, Father, none of me. And I pray all of you. And I thank you for your help tonight. I thank you for your precious spirit who is here. 
in Jesus' name. You get all the glory. Amen. Hey, Denver, welcome. All right. Now, first of all, let's start off with the topic of tonight's message. God is our source. God is our source of everything. Yes. All right. So let's start off in 2 Peter chapter 1. And um, I have given you guys an opportunity to go there first. Now I'm just passing on this message and I want... Here's the thing. I want you to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to grasp the spirit of the message. This is not knowledge. You grab it by the spirit. And it makes a mark on the inside of you that cannot be erased. Second Peter chapter 1 and we will read verse 1 to 3. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. And our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. According as His divine power. Now remember, we need divine power to function in our lives. Over in this natural world. We live over here in the natural world. We are supernatural beings, but we live here in the natural. We need an intervention. We need divine power to change our situations. But how does that work? Let's read further. According as His divine power has given unto us all things, 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 that pertain unto life and godliness again through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue can you see something in that verse in two verses he explains you've got access to grace you've got access to divine power You've got access to God doing things for you through the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Through the knowledge. What What is wrong with the church today? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. That's how you get destroyed. You get destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Can you see how crucial it is to have knowledge about God, about His divine power, about His grace, and so forth? Do you see how important that is? Mm -hmm. So what happens when you sit and you ignore the links that we post for podcasts and you don't listen to it? You are ignoring knowledge. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question. Will you have access to his divine power? No. You won't. How do you think you're going to get it? This is why the preaching of the gospel is so important. This is why you've got to spend time reading your Bible. This is why you've got to spend time listening to the messages. When I tell you, hey, when we go and prepare these messages for you, and we got these podcasts and we post the links. That's for you to get knowledge. Your faith is not going to work if you don't. Watch this root word. No. Yes. If you don't know what you have a right to. Yes. Your faith is not going to work. It just won't work. Some people want to go out there on a wing and a prayer. Ah, God knows my heart. Sorry, that's not enough. It's not enough. Let's just look at this again. I don't want to just jump over this. Grace and peace. I'm I'm reading from verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you 
grace, the finished work, and peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, mm -hmm. be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You're supposed to have all things, yes. things, physical things. Mm -hmm. It's not the love of money. You need a roof over your head, man. Yeah. You need food in your cupboards. Yes. You need gas in your car. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to pay for your car. Yeah. Yes. But don't covet the money. Yeah. But you need these things. But how do you get these things? Through the knowledge of Him. All right. So we're talking about God is our source. You know, the lifestyle that God has called us unto, none of us are living it yet. Mm -hmm. And there's people that I know that are pretty wealthy. Thirdly. But even they are nowhere near to living this and why it's a lack of knowledge if you, you you got to understand these things let's go to first corinthians chapter 8 verse 6 and we're reading from the amplified classic and if you're there just say amen first corinthians 8 yeah first corinthians chapter 8 verse 6 yes and i'm reading from the amplified classic yet for us there is only one god the father watch this who is the source of all things and for whom we have life and one Lord Jesus Christ through and by whom are all things and through and by whom we ourselves exist. Amen. I'm going to say this again. We're going to go through this again. Yet for us, there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. If God is the source of all things, then this verse brings us into the reality of just how utterly dependent we are on Him. Mm. Yeah. You're going to hear some powerful stories, Nana. I'm going to emphasize on this. As per the Holy Ghost. This verse shows you how hopeless we truly are without Him. Yes. I want to tell you about a guy who could naturally play the piano. This guy... He was so good at playing the piano. And he went before the Lord one day. And he said to the Lord, can you show me what is you and what is me? He said, I, I can't tell the difference if it's, if it's me doing something in my own ability or it's you. And he went and sat down and it forgot about that prayer. Next day, he's a preacher, came to church, sat in front of the piano, and didn't know what on earth is going on. Looked at the keys. He didn't understand what key was what, didn't know which chords they were, knew nothing. This was a guy that was so good, just sat down and could play by ear. That gift was gone. Just like that. God is the source of all things. He could play that piano. Now watch this. Day one, he would sit down in front of that piano and he couldn't play. He didn't even know where to rest his fingers on the piano keys. 
a complete mystery to him. It was as if he never played the piano in his life. Day two, he came into church thinking he'll just sit down in front of the piano and he's going to play. Again, he couldn't. He didn't know what to do with the keys. Put yourself in his shoes. What would you do? You've been playing and playing in church in front of entire congregations for years. And just like that, you don't know what this is. You don't know where the chords are. You don't know where to put your fingers down on the piano keys. It's as if, and you know, you've got memory, you've got recollection. You've got the microphone on the piano where you would sing. You don't know where to put your fingers. Day three, he started worrying. He spoke to his wife about it, stressing now. Told her he's concerned that it may never, ever come back. And he cried out to God and the Lord restored his gift. We take these things and everything else for granted so easily, thinking all of it is us. When in reality it isn't. God is the source of all things. I remember in my own personal life, I could lead anyone to Jesus. It was the easiest thing in the world for me to do. It's like a walk in the park. In fact, I loved sinners. I'd go and chase them down. And they'd want to listen to me. And people would invite me into their houses. This is sinners. This is not Christians. Sinners. Come. Tell me about Jesus. Can you imagine that? Have you been in your workplace? Where sinners tell you, come into my house and talk to me about Jesus. I don't want to hear about your God. But here I am, going from house to house, preaching the gospel. Was the easiest thing in the world for me. Until God showed me who it really was that was leading people to Jesus. I went into my wilderness I couldn't, now listen to this, you you might think this is funny, but this is reality. I couldn't save a person that wanted to get saved, no matter how hard I tried. They were there, they were asking all the questions, and I couldn't do it. When that gift was restored back to me, I was able, by the power of God, To lead one of the toughest, most blasphemous people that you can think of. Very rude, very vulgar, very foul-mouthed. And he gave his heart to Jesus. God, using me, led this man to Jesus. And he sat in front of me like a little schoolboy. i never forget it. This is a man that would walk around in his undies in public. Just did not care. Every second word was a swear word and every first word was a blaspheming word. God is the source of all things. How powerful is that? Couldn't lead somebody to Jesus who wanted to get saved. But I was able to lead this man who was tough, unruly, vulgar, rude, blaspheming, spewing blasphemies out of his mouth. And yeah, he got saved. When the gift was restored. Guys, I'm honest with you. We are nothing without him. Yes. Amen. Now he said this. Uh, This guy, by the way, said to me that he could listen to me talk about Jesus for hours. You've got to know that's the power of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There's no way this guy wanted to listen to Jesus before because him and I, we had a little thing before and I put him in his place and he didn't like it. And he actually hated me for it because he was blaspheming. And I said to him, don't talk like that about my father. And he looked at me and he said, what what do you mean? I said, why do you have to mention his name here? I just got up in his face. He didn't like it. I said, it's amazing to me how you don't mention Allah, you don't mention Satan, but it has to be Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I said, I'm not having it. Good. He's now saved. But that is when I saw for myself that you can genuinely not do anything without him. You really can't do anything without him. God truly is the source Mm -hmm. of all things. Turn to John chapter 15, verse 5. King James. Amen. 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 King James. Or new King James, doesn't matter. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same brings forth much fruit. Here's the key. For without me, you can do nothing. That's not him being snotty. It's him being honest. It's him being honest. Yes. I can testify. Yes. Amen. You know, when you were in my position and you can just go and save people left, right and center, I was enjoying it. And you get used to that. And then when that gift gets taken away from you, you feel helpless. You think to yourself, you're. And you you come to a place where you just keep quiet. Because what are you going to say? Trying to lead someone to Jesus in your own strength. Trust me, doesn't go well. And when the power of God hit me that day and I spoke to that blasphemer, he just sat still. He soaked it up. And he said, what, what do I do next? I said, you just pray a simple prayer. Come, sir. He says to me. <laughs> pray the prayer. I want to pray it. God is the source of all things. You cannot do these things in your own strength. I'm testimony of that. Me too. Now watch this. We're still talking about finances in the kingdom. We're still talking about finances in the kingdom. Your job, listen carefully, your job, your investments, whatever income you have, do you really think you got that on your own? No. No. Not at all. You're there for a reason. Uh-huh. Your job. Your investments. Your income, whatever kind of money that you get, do you really think you got that on your own? We take these things for granted. Do you want to go and pray that prayer like that minister and say, Lord, I don't know if that... (laughs) And, And then all of a sudden you find you're jobless. Something came through HR... Oh, we made a mistake. We don't need you anymore. You? Guys, God is the source of all things. Yes. Now, I want you to turn to Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. I said we're going to go through some scripture tonight. But I really want the Holy Ghost to get this across to you the way he got this across to me. Leviticus? Chapter 27. Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. And um, I'm reading from the King James. You can read from the New King James and any other translation that's good for you. It's 27 you said, eh? Yes. 27 verse? 30. When you're there? Amen. Amen. Okay. All the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, Watch this. Is the Lord's. 
it is holy unto the Lord. Now, when people hear the scripture by itself, when people uh, are trying to minister to others and they quote this scripture, people go on the defense immediately because they don't understand this. I wouldn't quote the scripture to people first. You're setting them up for a fall. Yeah. And all they say, oh, yeah, all the church wants is my money. Is my money. Uh, no, it's not your money. When the people hear this, like Susan says, immediately they become defensive and say, why does the church want, I, I put this down here, why does the church want my hard-earned money? Mm-hmm. Okay. How can you say it's the Lord's when I put in all the effort? Mm. Huh? When you understand... That God is the source yes. of all things. Amen. Then you understand why the tithe is the Lord's. Yeah. You see, people have got that misconception. I got that. No, you did not get that. The Lord provided that income for you. And He can take it away. He's actually only wanting a take yeah. back and giving us the rest. Now watch this. Yes, Susan? Yeah, we think we want something better. Yeah, now here's the thing. He's the one that provided that income for you. Yes. Okay? So that's why it's His. He can also take it away. Yeah. Now watch this. Um, that's why I said your job and your investments, if you've got Airbnb, whatever the case may be, uh, it didn't come from you, it came from Him. If the tithe is his, this is a question people ask, and I'm asking it deliberately. I'm making it challenging on purpose. Mm-hmm. If the tithe is his, why is he asking you to bring it in? Good question. Eh? Okay, you're reading my notes here behind the scenes. <laughs> the whole thing is based on trust. It's the whole thing. It's to develop trust in each other. He is trusting you with his tithe. Isn't that amazing? He is trusting you enough to bring it in. Now you under no obligation to bring it in. But if you don't, you'll never cultivate the trust between the two of you. It will never happen. And you'll never increase. You'll never increase. Now, watch this. I want you to see how crazy this is. I go to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. We're going somewhere. Guys, we've been sitting on a gold mine and we didn't know it because it has been preached from a religious standpoint for so long. The church has not been reaping the benefits Because it's been coming across as hard and unfortunately, I'm honest with you, there are charlatans out there. There are preachers that do just want your money. That's the sad truth. They do want that money. They don't know how to get it out of you. But as a result, they're going to be judged for that because the church has been robbed. Siri, you're not a preacher. Okay, you there, Malachi chapter 3? Yes. Um, now watch this. Watch how crazy this is, eh? He wants you to bring his tithe in from the income he gave you. Yeah. God is the source of all things. Yes. And then he wants to reward you for it. I can promise you this. You go and look at my tithers uh, in this ministry. They've been increasing. They, each one of them, they can testify. They've been increasing. Yeah. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring he all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows. Watch this. Here's the key. 
windows of heaven. Okay? And pour you out a blessing. Watch this. Watch what happens when the windows of heaven are opened. He pours out blessing on you. Watch this. That there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now remember, we're going back to the start of this message. Why aren't Christians experiencing this? No knowledge. You need knowledge on this. You've got to hear this stuff preached. It needs to expand on the inside of you. You've been hearing the wrong message all this time. And you've been cut short. Uh, The focus here on this verse of scripture, by the way, is windows of heaven in Malachi chapter 3. And he says, when these windows are poured out, when these windows are open, sorry, he will pour out blessing on you that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Did you know that windows of heaven is used in another place in the Bible? This exact same term, this exact Hebrew word. Do you know where it is? You're going to be shocked. It's the exact same thing. Coming in the book of Genesis. Yeah, go to Genesis chapter 7. God wants you to see this. He wants you to understand this. He, he wants you to have knowledge on this. If you get knowledge on this, you're going to understand how this whole thing works with the tithes. You're building a trust with him. That's what he wants. And he wants to spoil you in the process. But if you don't do this, you're robbing him. Yeah. Not of physical money. He doesn't care about that. Mm-hmm. He's richer beyond your wildest dreams. You wouldn't be able to comprehend the wealth he has. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Yeah. There's junk floating in space yes. that's worth trillions that the people on earth are trying to get from out of space. They're trying to get it here on the earth and they're trying to mine it. That's how rich God is. That's his junk. It's worth trillions. Dollars. Not rands. We're not even talking about heaven and the pearly gates and the gold streets. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about God's junk. You go and look at my junk. It's not valuable at all. It's not worth 20 cents. (laughs) But God's junk is worth trillions of dollars. So much so that they're trying to figure out how they can get it onto the earth. Okay. Genesis chapter 7 verse 11 and 12. I'm reading from the New King James. Watch this. Are you there? Yes. Okay. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, we're talking about Noah's ark. In the second month, the 17th day of the month, On that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up. Watch this. And the windows of heaven were opened. Exact same word in the Hebrew. Exact same word. Watch this. And the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Now. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to read it to you quickly. Malachi, we're going back to Malachi 3.10. Watch this. When the windows of heaven are opened, he pours you out blessing. People don't expect this. People do not expect this. Watch this. He pours you out a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to receive it. The people that tithe into this ministry, they experience increase. Right, Marius? Amen. <laughs> right, Andrew? Yes. Megan? Yes. Susan? Yes. I'm talking to my tithers here. They experience increase, but they are not seeing it on the level that God wants them to see it. Mm. You know why? No knowledge. Yeah. You've got to break past the unbelief. You've got to break past all the junk that you've been taught. We've got to go through this over and over and over to feed you so that you can think like God thinks. It's the only way your faith is going to work. Your faith is not going to work 
by you sitting and ignoring this topic. See, <laughs> you see when you're led by the Holy Ghost? Satan, I'm taking authority over you. You get off of the airwaves. You stop trying to interfere in this message yes. right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. You are beneath me. Okay, we're back online. Thank you, Francois. Okay, go to, we're still in Genesis chapter 7 and go to verse 17. We're going to read from verse 17 to 24. Now remember, we're talking about Malachi. You guys need to know this. You need to know this. You need the knowledge on this so that your faith can go further than what it used to go. Absolutely not. If God says that you're supposed to run out of room, then guess what? You're supposed to run out of room. Mm. And he actually says this. He says, test me on this. He's been sassy. Test me on this. I want you to run out of room. I can I just add, when he said that there's not enough room to contain it, I actually the first thing that came to mind is even our bank accounts. That's right. And come on, how much money can a bank account hold? Yes. <laughs> and the Bibles and their lords, not enough to contain it. Thank you. Wow. <coughs> now watch this. Yeah. Uh, Genesis chapter 17. Oh, I'm quoting Genesis. Um, and I'm not even there. Genesis, Genesis 7, sorry. Are you there? Yes, yes. amen. Okay. Now we're talking about running out of room. This is, now remember... I'm quoting this because this is the same word in the Hebrew, windows of heaven are opened. And watch how it follows through. Remember in Malachi 3, he says you will not have room enough. Let's look at this in Genesis chapter 7. In verse 17, And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bear up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. So it was raining, and it rained hard, 40 days straight. Hard, hard, hard rain. Now remember, they inside the ark, God shut the door. And they're sitting there and they're listening to the rain come down on the roof. And it's coming down hard. And all of a sudden, the boat starts moving a little bit and it starts rocking. Wow. We're talking about the windows of heaven yeah. being opened. Okay. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Wow. We, we should not just read this stuff. Mm. Let, that, let that sink in. I'm picturing the water going above the lady's slipper. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're talking about Mount Everest here. We're talking about Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes. Okay, let's read that again because we need, we need to soak that up. The waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Watch this. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail. You know what fifteen cubits is? I looked it up. It's eight meters. Eight meters above Mount Kilimanjaro, above Mount Everest, eight meters. I'm 1.8, 1.85. Eight meters. They were covered and all the flesh died that moved upon the earth. Now, this is sad, obviously, but I want you to see this. Uh, all the flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth and every man. 
uh, where did I say up to 24? Yeah. Um, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. How many months? Yeah. Now, I want you to get this. All flesh died. All animals. Why? There was no room for them to go. The earth ran out of room. Think about that. It flooded the entire human race the whole earth was covered if you were out in space guess what you saw a mass ball of water yeah. that's what you saw that is an illustration of the windows of heaven being opened for you as a believer the whole earth ran out of space that's what god said you will not have room enough. And my people who are tithing, I'm glad you're increasing. But in actuality, you're supposed to be increasing like this. Yeah. We need mind renewal. We need mind renewal on this. This goes back to God is the source of all things. Come on, say it with me. You people are... Come on. That's it. God is the source of all things. I think we're going to close here. And then we'll carry on next week on the rest of this topic. And I'll tell you in greater detail what he shared with me there. I've got to prepare for that. He stopped me Yeah, He didn't go any further than this. So this is where I stop. Amen. Amen. Yes. But man, I'll tell you what. We need to start thinking like him. Yeah. We're living in the last days and we've got to be prepared. And there's a reason for the increase. Okay. And we're going to go into that next week in greater detail and so forth. But I want you to understand something. There's a reason for the increase. God is trying to develop trust with you he wants you to develop trust in him you cannot trust god by sitting on the sidelines it doesn't work you have to be engaging you have to do something on your side you are the one that has to step out that's it and that is your faith that is your faith but there's a reason and, you know, when people talk about the tithe and so forth, they've unfortunately, the devil has been trying to cancel this message, folks. He's been trying his level best. And we, the church, have been sitting on a gold mine. But because it wasn't preached correctly, the church has been missing out. I've been sharing this with Megan. And sharing this with Andrew, we've been talking and talking and talking. And Megan's heard me and she's heard me and she's heard me and she's uh, applying it and applying. And she started seeing things. Mm, miraculous we, things. Miraculous things. Because we're getting the truth on this thing. Yeah. I'm, t I'm telling you something now. The tithe, God, God is setting you up, but he needs you. Yes. He needs you. People have got this misconception that everything is going to be done by him and I just sit on the sidelines. No, you are a partaker. You are called. Watch this. I'm going to make a bold statement. You can reject it. I really don't care. But you're going to have to answer to him for that. You are called to tithe. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You are called to tithe. But the, here's the whole thing. God is trying to set you up. He wants to... Why do, why do people not tithe? Why do they not tithe? Let me tell you. Because they think they're going to get nothing out of it. And there's no trust. I'm telling you now. Even though he said, 
I will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing. They still don't believe it. No trust, no relationship with him whatsoever. But when stuff comes their way and they need help, they pray to God, pray to God, pray to God. But when are you going to do something? When are you going to step out in faith? When? Yeah. And if I can just add a word that for the tribe as well, it's very important. People must also see that as as that's our expression of our love towards God. That's right. Because I mean, people see it as as giving, like saying, yeah. you're getting everything out of it. But at the same time, if you really love God, show it. That's it. Yeah. Give him back what that's he's... exactly. Mm-hmm. That is that is actually expression of thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Mm. I thank you for yeah. it. And there's a scripture that says we give him what he first gave us. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Now watch this. We, when we go into next week, you don't want to miss next week. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to really, you're going to be so blessed. This was an introduction. Mm-hmm. Okay. But th- this week's theme of the message was to tell you he is the source Amen. of all things. Mm-hmm. And he's challenging you. He's challenging you. Hey. I've opened up the windows of heaven. I want you to look at it like in the days of Noah. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory. But I mean, that's what the church does. Yeah. But that's what the church does. God is a big God. He's huge. He's extravagant. His junk is worth trillions. Yeah. And guess what? He's got you on his mind. Yes. And you know, money has no value to him. Really, it yeah. means nothing to him. And we're supposed to have the same mindset where money means nothing to us. Yeah. Okay, you're tapping into next week's message. I might as well just touch a little bit by it. Um, Married life. Unfo- unfortunately, unfortunately, people love money. Yeah. And it's very close to their heart. And that's why God wants a part of your heart. If you're willing to part with that money, yes. He's got your heart. Yes. yes. Man. That's wow. all He cares about. Is your that's heart. what He's after. He's not looking at the, the value. Yeah. yeah. You can't serve God and, and money. You no. cannot serve God and money at the same time. It does not work. But if you're willing to part with that money, he knows it's dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. He knows that. And if you're willing to let go, he wants to show you the value. He wants to develop your trust. He wants to increase you. He wants to reward you. And he's been doing it. And he'll show you how to make yeah. money. And I couldn't help to think to you while mentioning it as well. When you mentioning about the null and the arc. I couldn't help to think of people's expectations as well must also increase because well, God's yes. opening the windows of heaven. But like some people, uh, no build the ark. Yeah. That is the uh, that's actually the uh, the size of the expectation. Yeah. Some people are building raft rafts. Some people's got little canoes. Yes. So the windows of heaven opens and they sit in with their little canoe there and they can't cope. Yeah. <laughs> and some people sit in their white with their love rafts and nothing pulls. You know. So at the same time, yeah. I mean, I believe people must also. Actually, yes. bro- yeah, broaden the expectation you have to. and, and let the blue windows open, open. And Marius, it boils down to this again knowledge. Yes. You need that knowledge. Yes. You've got to stretch your thinking first. Yes. Amen. And then your faith will follow. Yes. And that's how it works. Amen. Uh, I was thinking about that. I also came across don't be lovers of iniquity. Yeah. Money can also be a form of iniquity. Yes. Mm. You got wealth, you, you you got riches, and you're worshipping the fancy uh, uh, um, yacht, uh, the big mansion. It takes your place. Yeah. Because you know? I know a lot of people that started humble, yeah. from a one-bedroom house, and God prospered them. Yes. And God increased in them. And God gave him tools. And it got to the point where they just lost sight of God. Yeah. And that took their... It became an idol to them. Yeah. And... That's that's that that can happen, and the thing is, God got to a point where He just, like, you know, He says, "Oh, okay, I'm a jealous God. I'm gonna take that away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he sit back with nothing. It happened during a lot during the, 
um, what do you call it, during the lockdown, yeah. I've seen a lot of people that had big mansions and big stuff and they put all their trust in money. Yeah. And they ended up staying in a one-bedroom house. Yeah. So, uh, we'll be explaining that next week. Uh, <laughs> people are reading my notes here. <laughs> I saw it in your face there. So, that's why I know. But, um, but guys, seriously, uh, we've been missing out so much mm, because yes. when it comes to the tithe, we've been taught wrong. Uh, it's come across as a religious message. And on purpose, and on purpose, Satan knows how powerful the tithe is. And he's been trying to cancel it. And unfortunately, when people love money, they'll quickly side with the devil. They don't know it's the devil. Okay. But they quickly side with the devil. It's easy to say, oh, the church just wants your money. But when you come to find out that you are the church, Wena. Hello. God needs you. You're supposed to be pulling your weight. Amen. Absolutely. Like when I was checking out on the tithe, it said benefactor. Yeah. We are supposed to be a benefactor of the gospel, a Amen. contributor Amen. to spreading the gospel. Okay. You people are reading into my notes. I better, <laughs> better close this meeting. <laughs> anyway, um, let's close off in prayer. Father, we thank you so much. You are an outstanding Father. You are an amazing Father. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for this word. We thank you that this word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing where to you sent it. And now, Father, I pray, Lord, that you help these people see what I see and help them understand it and help them catch the spirit of this message. And we thank you for all of your help. We cannot do anything without you, but we can do everything with you. Amen. And we love you. And we know that you love us. You're a good father. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And remember. Thank you. <laughs> and remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.